friends, and welcome to a Hasty Podcast. I'm your host, Magic Man Mo, Magic Man Mo, Weston Hasty. <laughs> and you're listening to a Hasty Podcast. I just got out of the shower. Yeah, we're going to ignore my flub about calling myself Magic Man Mo. That's my alter ego on YouTube. Check it out, YouTube, Magic Man Mo. I do gaming. Anyway, I'm Weston, and I just got out of the shower, a very long, hot shower. Probably not necessary. I'm not dirty, sweaty, or anything. Sometimes I just like to take a hot shower to heat up my cold body because there is nothing inside me anymore. Anyway, I had a question for all of you that I thought about as I was showering, and the question is this. How many times do you use your towel to dry before you think it needs to be washed? Are you a one and done? Like you uh, take your shower, you dry off with a towel, throw it straight in the hamper or whatever after it's dry and you're done with it, one use? Or are you the type of person that hangs it up and like, it might take a two, three showers or so before you, you know, get a new towel? Maybe it's a couple days, a week? How long, how, how long do you use your towel before getting a new one, that's my question. Before before replacing it with a fresh towel, are you a daily or a showerly person? That's another one too. If you take multiple showers a day, do you in fact get new towels for each showering or just each day? I'm very curious to know. Um, if you if you have to know my preference, I well. Mm. I think my preference is a fresh towel, like every time, because obviously, like. There's something to a freshly laundered towel that I think is somehow more comforting than um, reusing a towel. That being said, for the sake of sheer convenience, I'm the type of person that will reuse a towel a couple of times. I don't, like, keep track. I don't, like, count the number of times I use a towel before I get a fresh one. But I'll use it a couple to a few times. And I have been known on occasion to shower more than once in a day, so I certainly don't keep track of like how many days necessarily so it's just more like uh, when it feels like the time is right <laughs> to replace the towel that's when I replace the towel welcome to my podcast everybody uh it's a hasty podcast I'm Weston Hasty. this is my podcast that's why it's got my name on it and in this podcast we talk about video games tv shows movies my life those kinds of things hence why we're talking about uh showers apparently and uh i'm drinking my lunch right now actually oddly enough and i i've got i keep it i i i, I do this huel thing long time listeners of the podcast will be aware that i had at one point in time uh purchased some huel to try and every now and again very very rarely every now and again i get someone who asks you still drink that huel and i'm like Yes. <laughs> not a lot. Not nearly as often as I need to. So what you do in Huel, by the way, if you've seen the title of this podcast, uh, don't worry, we're getting to the main topic of the podcast very soon. This is like the introduction where I'm just talking about the first things that came to my mind as I showered a few minutes ago. Anyway, I uh, do not drink nearly enough Huel to keep up with the uh, monthly shipments. <laughs> Because I, I did the uh, I did the subscription, right? Because you save some money that way. And I figured I'd probably try it for a couple months. So I when I originally started it, I signed up for the subscription. And it's like every month they send you a box of whatever you've subscribed to. In my case, it's two bags of Huel. I choose the flavors. Usually my favorites are the um, 
the the cafe latte one and the salted caramel one uh those are really good and i like those a lot and those are probably my favorite ones but uh right now i'm drinking the berry flavor because i have an old box of the berry flavor from actually quite some time ago but luckily the shelf life on this stuff as long as it remains in its packaging like zipped up or whatever in a dry location is like the shelf life is like a year long or something anyway I think once you open it, it's supposed to be a little less, but it's a long shelf life. Anywho, I don't drink it fast enough to do that every month. I've pushed it back to every six weeks. You can modify your subscription to whatever time frame suits you best. I've pushed it back to six weeks. Even so, I am starting to drown in this stuff, and I need to consider very soon. I'm curious. I'm thinking about possibly they have this... Yeah, instead of, like, stopping the subscription, I'm thinking about changing the subscription, not the date, to a different product. I'm thinking about, they have this hot and ready, is that what it's called? I don't remember what it's called. So this hot and ready mix that the normal Huel stuff you mix with water, right? And you can, like, put it in the fridge and have it, like, cold and thicker. And I, I like it that way. It makes it more milkshakey. Um, but they have a product that's meant to be put into hot water, like boiling water, and mixed into that. And it's like a like a hot and ready meal type situation. And they have some cool sounding flavors in that. And I'm thinking about um, uh, switching to a subscription of some of that to try to talk about. Because some of you uh, might remember me talking about Huel in general anyway. So I'm not going to go on a t tangent about that too much. But I've been thinking about trying the hot stuff and seeing what that's all about. And see if that actually maybe um, increases my desire to consume Huel. Because the one thing that Huel does have going against it, in my uh, in my experience, it, it, in my preference or whatever, is that I do enjoy eating hot food. So, like, obviously Huel kind of replaces food for a liquid food and already i'm not getting that 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 eating right like eating with the mouth the chewing aspect of consuming food it's more like drinking a beverage but i do like drinking beverages i always like to have a beverage nearby some kind of liquid to drink it's usually coffee it's a lot of times water it's sometimes soda, and it's sometimes booze. But it's something. I've got to be drinking something basically at all times. So you'd think that I would actually burn through Huel a lot more quickly. But the problem is, is because it is food, it has a filling aspect to it. And a lot of times I accidentally find myself like succumbing to my desire to consume fast food. And I end up eating like some kind of fast food before I had the chance to make myself some Huel to eat instead. Which Huel I purchased basically uh, exclusively to replace my fast food consumption. So uh, my old habits die hard. I am qu kind of failing to ach achieve what I actually set out to do with my Huel. But hopefully one day that maybe can all change and I will actually completely replace my fast food consumption with Huel or just regular home cooked stuff. I don't have time for that all the time, right? That's why I wanted to have the Huel. It's something quick that is easy and that maybe I could convince myself to stop spending so much money on fast food, especially these days and in this economy where fast food is expensive. I should know. I work in fast food. Anyway, I'm thinking about getting that hot and ready stuff because at least, even though it's still like liquid, it would be hot. And they've got some cool sounding flavors like I don't even remember, like, Mexican chili or something like that. I, I don't remember what they all are, but there's some cool-sounding flavors last time I looked, and I'm thinking about trying that. Anyway, if you're still listening to the podcast, hi. Clearly, if you're still listening at about, what is this, about the eight-minute mark, you must be pretty invested in this podcast. If you're not new here, welcome back. 
I hope you're uh, following me on your favorite podcasting platform, as well as subscribe to me on YouTube. Search for A Hasty Podcast. Follow me on all the things. If you're new here, same with the addition of also leave me a like or a rating on anything that you're listening or watching to me on. Welcome to my podcast. You must be pretty invested to have made it this far. That's a pretty big deal to me. So without much further ado, let's get into the main topic of today's podcast. I'm vaguely famous. <laughs> no, that's not that's not the real um that's not the real um topic, but it's kind of funny that not being famous, not being a famous individual. Nobody in the greater world knows who I am, but I have managed somehow in my lack of fame, in my small time nobody uh presence on the internet. I have somehow managed to acquire the attention, to procure, to acquire, to obtain, to obtain the attentions of a, a relatively famous independent uh, video game studio. I, th- I think that's how I would describe them. I-, I feel like they're still small enough that I'd still say independent. They publish their own stuff. They don't work for a publisher or anything like that. And they're a small studio, and they're a... Uh, uh, a Peruvian. God, I hope that's correct, because I'm. I've said the wrong country before, <laughs> so I hope I'm not wrong here, or I'm going to be super embarrassed. I have absolutely call- said that they're from the wrong place before. They're Peruvian. So their native uh, language isn't even English, which makes my connection to this team um, even even stranger, in my uh, opinion. And that's this uh, studio called Inca Games. Uh, to spell that out, that's I-N-K-A-G-A-M-E-S. All one word, Inca Games. Um, it's named after, like the premise of that is like Inca, like the Incans. That if I'm not mistaken and not the world's biggest idiot, they're like the Incan society was like in modern day Peru, right? So that's the idea, I-N-C-A, Inca, you know, but they, they changed to a K, kind of took, took it as their own. Um, they've since rebranded their name a bit. You can still find them on Facebook under Inca Games, and they still have their website at IncaGames.com. They still have that. Um, but ever since the death of Flash on the internet... Uh, they've started to like rebrand their name and and everything a little bit. And I can explain that as we go, just to give you a sort of synopsis of who they are. This studio, Inca Games, they used to make uh, Flash-based point-and-click adventure games um, in the browser. So I I could go to the IncaGames.com, pick one of their games, play it through the browser as a point-and-click adventure. Usually something um, related to like one of two things, either some sort of Obama-related adventure or some kind of celebrity-related adventure. Usually uh, involving a, a character called Pigsaw, which is like a, a take on the Jigsaw character from the Saw movies. Pigsaw kidnaps like a celebrity and forces him, them to play some game where they have to escape a maze or rescue some, some other celebrity or or something like that. It's um all great. I love it. Uh the uh, celebrities range from again, Obama is one very often. It's been a fan favorite of theirs. All their fans, they love the Obama series. So like he's portrayed in a lot of the games, but there's been other ones like Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, um 
as well as like fictitious ones like Coraline from that movie and, and like uh there was like a Courage to Cowardly Dog one. There's like so many and now that I'm like trying to list them all, my brain is like refusing to work. But there's been like eighty games or something like that. So there's been a lot of games and most of them, especially in the more recent years, uh, are kind of beefy games. They take you uh, like a while to beat. Uh, on average, um, I take about an hour to beat a game on stream. So I'm a little I'm a little slower than most people probably are playing the game. But also a lot of the games that I, I've been playing recently, I've actually been playing faster than most only because I've actually technically played them all before. So they're about hour long games, I think is fair to say roughly some of them might stump you for longer some of them you might breeze through a lot sooner their older games were a lot shorter um, as you might imagine but as they've kind of garnered popularity over the years they've managed to make fewer unfortunately but longer games anyway that's inca games like i said however uh, adobe flash since uh has since completely terminated their support of flash adobe the company terminated their support of their software flash and it's no longer supported in any browser whatsoever there are some workarounds on some websites for that like if you go to like i don't know congregate.com they have their own like plugin to try to make their flash games on their website still work but broadly speaking across the internet flash is dead which you might imagine inca games um making their games in Flash, uh, puts them in some hot water, and it did. And I felt like they had a few different avenues and options to take post-Flash world, uh, but it seems like the one that they have taken um, uh, to, to uh, progress beyond Flash is to... I think they still use Flash, technically, but they uh, make all their games instead of online on a browser on mobile. And right now, they only have support for Android devices, which is unfortunate. I would like to see them branch out to iOS as well. Even though I'm not a big fan of iOS, I'm not a big fan of Apple, I'm an Android guy through and through, I, I, I still want to see this company succeed. And in moving to the mobile platform, Inca Games has since had to rebrand their name. Something about like their name wasn't like approved by Google or some, some bollocks, some nonsense, something that I, I don't understand, but they had some kind of trouble. So they've rebranded to Mazniac, uh, spelled M-A-Z-N-I-A-C, Mazniac, Mazniac. Uh, not entirely sure where that name comes from, actually, but that's the name that they've gone with uh, by and large. There's a couple other names that they've like branched out uh, and, and tested because they've been kind of figuring this out. I think they also go by Jig Trap and I think maybe Mad Traps on, on Google Play for some of their games. I think that's a couple of their other names. But in general, they're still releasing point-and-click adventure games just on mobile now, basically. And right now they've been porting over a lot of their old browser games to mobile, as well as working on new games. Now, where do I come into all of this? Well, many years ago, in 2012, uh, shortly after starting uh, creating content for my YouTube channel... I somehow got recommended or discovered. I'm not entirely sure how it started, but somehow I found myself playing one of their games for a Let's Play, and it was Lady Gaga Saw Game, um, a game that lives on in my mind as being like probably my favorite game of all of them just because it, it kick-started so much of my YouTube uh, career, if you can call it that, at this point. And uh, I got some good 
response from that there originally like initially a series of games i didn't really want to, i didn't really want to get into that franchise i didn't want to make a bunch of those games because i didn't see i didn't take them very seriously i didn't see them as real quote-unquote real full-fledged games because they weren't like you know, like PC games you'd buy on Steam. You know what I mean? They were they were just, in air quotes, just Flash games, you know? I, I had a different mindset about what gaming content I wanted to cover back then, and I was highly resistant to playing more of these games. But luckily, over time, uh, that resistance waned, and I ended up playing more of their games because more and more people kept finding them and were a big fan of that one. And so I eventually gave them a, more of a chance and played more of their games. And as it turns out, uh, I was basically the only... At least the or, or or at least for a while the only consistent English speaking let's player of Inca Games games. There were there were some other players that uh, other YouTubers that played their games, but they were Spanish, Spanish speaking, uh, which makes sense. The company itself is, you know, Spanish speaking. Um, and there were a couple like uh, channels that did like walkthroughs, but they were like not voiced they were just like speed run through and solve the puzzles or whatever they were just walkthrough channels so you had some walkthroughs and you said i had some spanish speaking let's plays but you didn't have any english speaking let's play that's where i count i came in and i kept making more and more of these games until eventually somehow um aldo the um head guy the head developer the, the like owner the the founder that's the word i'm looking for the founder of Inca Games, um, searching YouTube just to see, you know, what what comes up. Are people playing the games? What walkthroughs exist? Just doing his research or whatever to see, like, what people are talking about about his games or whatever. Somehow, discovered my channel. And I guess, after not very long, uh, sort of fell in love with it, I guess. I really enjoyed the content that I made, and I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm speaking for him or anything, but I've, I've actually since spoken uh, with Aldo, and he really enjoys the channel and has been really, over the years now, been very supportive of the channel and everything that I do and everything that I've done for um, uh, his games in the sort of English-speaking uh, space, having making the videos, having uh, streaming the games. Um, at this point, I'm nearing the completion of my Inca Games Round to the Incaning series on YouTube, where I go through and play all of the Inca Games games that I've ever played, but now for the second time. So not only have I played all the games, I've played all of them almost twice now. Uh, there's a couple games, unfortunately, I'm not able to play twice because I didn't get around to playing them twice before Flash died, and I can't find any archived way of playing those. Uh, but it's only a couple, so I've, only, I've almost played all of them twice. And then I'll be switching over to all the mobile ports and stuff like that. And basically this this uh, Inca Games uh, slash Mazniac uh, thing that I do on YouTube has become a very core, like, central part of the channel weirdly enough especially considering where it came from but like i said i've been doing this for years now making content based on these games and the founder of the uh, of the studio himself discovered me and enjoys what i do and um has been very happy with how supportive i've been how communicative and open-minded i have been about some of his ideas and, and that kind of thing we don't talk like a lot but we've now got some kind of rapport a little bit which is funny because I'm small fry, I'm small French fry, I'm tiny on the internet, I'm not popular or famous in terms of like numbers in the numbers game. But Inca Games is actually pretty popular and uh, garners thousands of plays and downloads on their games and that kind of thing, right? Um, I, I, I don't know how many uh, 
all together. Like, uh, if, if I could say, like, how many game, how many times their games have been played all together, like, total. But if I had to guess, I'd probably be, like, what, million millions or something like uh, that? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But they're pretty popular, and they're pretty big, and they have quite a following on YouTube and Facebook, in my opinion. Um, like, I don't remember off the top of my head. I can try to look it up. I want to go look at how many uh, followers they ha their page has on Facebook, of course. Let me look that up. I follow their page. I always forget. They have, like, something like... Yeah, they have, like, 345,000 followers just on their Facebook page alone, right? Which I think is quite impressive. So, the reason I bring that all up is because I have this connection to them. And uh, last year, last year, uh, they made a YouTuber's Saw Game 3 where Pig Saw, the character I, I mentioned before... Uh, kidnapped a bunch of YouTubers. This is actually the third game in their YouTubers Saw game series. Uh, kidnapped a bunch of YouTubers, pretty much um, all of them Spanish-speaking YouTubers that I basically had never heard of before, with a handful of exceptions I'd only heard of through Inca games. Um, but with one exception. I was featured in YouTubers Saw game 3, which was mind-blowingly amazing and awesome, and I couldn't believe uh, that I had been chosen to be a part of this game. Um, of course, I had been asked permission if that was okay, and I was like, of course it is, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't voice anything. There were no, like, voice lines. I didn't, like, um, I didn't have any control over, like, what happened in it or whatever. They just made their game, and I, I was in it, basically, and that was awesome, and I loved playing through it. And it got me a bunch of attention on my YouTube channel. Keep in mind, at this point, everybody featured in this uh, game had millions of subscribers. Millions. With uh, two exceptions. One, who had like 100 or 200,000 subscribers. Still really big. But then the smallest channel was mine. I was sitting pretty there with like 3K, 3K subscribers at the time. As you might imagine, this collaboration um, really helped kickstart my uh, channel that year because it was made, the game came out like in late December and uh, helped really boost the beginning of the of the year for uh, people discovering my channel and checking out and trying to find out who the heck is this Magic Man Mo that's in this YouTuber Saw Game 3, this guy that nobody's heard of or whatever. And I was very honored to have been a part of that game. Well, now, Coming up very soon. This is the whole, like, I'm vaguely famous thing. Um, after all these years, and after everything I've done, talking back and forth, and I actually had Aldo on a sort of uh, interview. I did, like, an hour, two-hour-long interview session streamed with Aldo or whatever on the channel. And after everything, they've decided to make a Magic Man Mo Saw game. Now, granted... It's not, they're not called Saw Games anymore. It's going to be on mobile, on, on Android Play. Android Play? Google Play for Android. It's called Jig Trap now. Instead of Saw Game, it's called Jig Trap. It's, it's part, they've been having to rebrand some stuff just to be careful with like copyright stuff and that sort of thing. So now it's Magic Man Mode Jig Trap. And um, I'm very excited to play it. I'm very excited to play it. It's coming out. I have my own game. <laughs> but this this company that I've been talking about, they've been around for years and years and years. I don't remember what... I, I asked this in um, the interview, but I don't remember now when they founded Inca Games uh, uh, officially. Let me let me look up here, actually. Inca Games uh, found, founding? founding? When did it, when did it start? 2006? 
something like that. Yeah, 2006. So they've been around for like 15 years or whatever. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers and supporters, and I'm getting my own game. It's amazing! They're making Magic Man Mode Jig Trap, and I'm very excited to play it. Like I said here lately, I've been trying to play all of my Inca games round two, the Inkening series. I've got like just three games left in that series, and then I've, I'm done with that series. And I'm trying to get them all done before the release of Magic Man Mode Jig Trap, which I've been told is coming out this Christmas Eve, which is why I'm talking about this now. Uh, this Christmas Eve, uh, they're releasing Magic Man Mo Jig Traps. So I'm trying to squeeze in my last three games in the series just before that game comes out so that I can have, like, that game, playing that game, be my big, like, Inca Games finale of the year, basically. I won't be completely done streaming for the year because, obviously, the year ends, like, December 31st or whatever. But, like, that's going to be a huge highlight to end this year off on. Uh, for my channel and everything I've done. And I'm just so incredibly honored to have been picked as the uh, main character for one of their games. And it's one of those just strange things that ever since I've been doing this YouTubing thing on the side as a hobby, as a thing for fun, and as a thing to escape and, and whatever, that the connections I've made and the impact I've made for at least some people blows my mind to have been picked for something like this. Blows my mind. There's been a handful of other developers that I've worked with in the past where, um, uh, like, I've got, like, Easter eggs in some games. Um, actually, w w one of them I remember, I did a long-running series with um, the developers of a game called Complicated, uh, except the the C, like, uh, the second C in Complicated is a K, so it's like C-O-M-P-L-I-K-A-T-E-D. Um, it's, a, it's a puzzle game based on, like, it's it's quantum computer themed. It's a puzzle game, and I did a long running series with them. And they there's a code you can push in. I don't remember the code off the top of my head. It's a PC game. It's something like Shift Z or something. I don't remember what it is. I'd have to try to find out. I try to I'd have to try to look it up. And your character, this little fox character, uh, get, puts on a, a white fedora and wears that. It's a it's an unlockable costume that's mine. <laughs> I think that's great. So like little examples of like that. Like I've made some connections with some developers over the years, and that's you know. Of course, also, I've made connections with the people that watch my stuff, you know, the viewers of my videos and the chatters and my live streams and all of that stuff. I've made some connections here and there, and weirdly enough, I, I've somehow managed to be a part of things that are, like, so much bigger than uh, what I really realized I, I would do doing what I'm doing, if that makes sense, right? Like, maybe, maybe when I started doing YouTube many years ago, maybe I thought if I, one day I'd get popular enough, someone might make a fan game of mine or something like that. Maybe. Like, that's a big maybe. And the only reason that might have entered my mind back then is because, like, YouTubers playing fan games wasn't uncommon. So that was something that, you know, happened or what. I'm like, oh, maybe one day I'll get popular enough and someone will have a fan game or fan art of me. That's like the, that's like the ceiling. I never expected a studio... A game studio to feature me as their protagonist in a video game. A studio. Not just like a fan game and RPG Maker, right? Which, not to knock RPG Maker. I love RPG Maker, actually. I love I love RPG Maker games. I should play more of them on my channel, if I'm completely honest with you. I've tried to make my own on RPG uh, Maker, and I, I have never finished. My, I, my, my scope always gets too big. I have that... Uh, what are the, uh, what, is it called scope? Scale? Well, what is it called when developers, like, 
start adding too many features and start trying to add too many things to their game and it gets too big and too un un unwieldy and then you just have to give up on the whole thing because it's too complicated. You know, when you're only one person, right? Um, I think it's called like scope overflow or something. That's not that's not remotely what it's called. I can't think of what it's called. I know what I'm thinking, but I, I just keep, I always try to add too much stuff to my games. Um, I've tried to do RPG Maker. I've also tried to do a couple different Unity projects that I made some progress on, but was just never satisfied with how to like wrap it up. And I wish I kept with it a little bit. And even if it was garbage, I wish I would have at least finished it and slapped it up on the internet somewhere to play. Because now all those files are just gone, and that was just all time that I not entirely wasted because I learned a lot of things, but also wasted because I'm not like a game developer. So the things I learned, I'm not like using even remotely, but anyway, it was a learning experience anyway. Um, so game development is very hard. So don't get me wrong. If I, if I, if I, if I sound like I'm knocking RPG fan maker games or something like that, because I am not, I'm not knocking that remotely. But anyway, what was that sound? I have a burglar in my house. No, we're fine. Anyway, I have a game being made for me, for me, of me, or whatever, and it's very exciting. And I, 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 I keep reiterating that a little bit because I'm, like, so in disbelief that that is a thing. And I just wanted to share that because that's coming out uh, this, uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve. And once it does, I will be sharing it everywhere. I want everyone to play. I'll be sharing the game everywhere. And, of course, I plan on streaming it myself. Hopefully, I'll be available uh, Christmas Eve. Hopefully, I don't have work shenanigans at my day job or something else come up. Because I would love to stream that game myself uh, the day it comes out. Because I think that would be awesome. But, of course, leading up to that, I will also be sharing the game everywhere. So, you'll probably be, probably, if you follow me on my uh, socials, if you follow me on Twitter at Weston Hasty or my Instagram at Weston Hasty or my TikTok at Weston Hasty or my YouTube at Magic Man Mo, have I named everything? I have, like, a Tumblr and a LinkedIn, but I don't use those, so I'm not going to name those. I don't know what they are. If you follow me in my, any of my things, I'll probably be bombarding all of the places with those links when they come out. Mm. Sorry, I'm still drinking my Huel. I always do the two servings, so it's, like, a 400-calorie mini-meal or whatever. I'd have to drink... A few of these. I'd have to drink like three of these. I it's really not no four. I have to drink like four of these, which is like eight scoops of Huel. If I if I wanted to, what's my watch say? I got the smart watch. I mentioned it in the last episode. I think I did, and it's got health stuff on it. And I have like a program on here somewhere where it calculated out like my body composition or whatever. And I have, I have like an approximation of like how many calories I need to consume a day just to like, you know, like, like just exist essentially. Right. Like not to gain weight, not to lose weight. If I exercise or do anything more than like normal or whatever, I'd have to consume more or whatever, but like just what I, what my body would probably burn just existing. I can't find the data. I either erased it or it's on my phone somewhere, but it's something like 1600 calories. It's not very much actually. So I'd only need to drink like four of those Huels a day, and that would like completely replace my food, basically. Maybe five, just to have some extra for any extra work that I do. But anyway, where is this information? I thought I had it on here. Oh, well, it's gone. 
it's gone now because I, I, I rearranged all the tiles on my watch. I'm still getting used to my watch. It's very cool. That's neither here nor there. That is not today's topic. But honestly, that's, I think, is that all I really have to say about that? Really? Is that all I have to say about that? Just a big announcement that, that Inca Games slash Mazniac is coming out with a game featuring me, and I, I want all of you to play it or watch me play it when it comes out this Christmas Eve. Um, I, uh, that's a lot of what I have to say about that. I have such a long history with Inca Games that it's so normalized to me that it's so just like that's what I do that I don't even I don't even I feel like I don't know what the normal average person if you had questions about this studio their games or my relationship to them if you had questions I don't even know where to start I don't know what questions you'd have oh my gosh <laughs> mm. quick advertisement for today's podcast quick advertisement I have merch in the store. I've mentioned it before. I have new merch. I have Mitch the Monkey, a new design in the store. If you go to magicmanmo.com or go to westonhasty.com and click on the shop tab, either one will bring you to my store where you can buy some different designs. I've got Mitch the Monkey. He's this cool green fedora hat-wearing uh, candy cane sledgehammer-wielding monkey chimpanzee. Of, of cool you can buy a shirt or a pillow or a hoodie or whatever with him on it i also have some wash your hands merchandise some magic man mo merchandise i've got some uh hello friends merchandise uh stuff like that oh i've got of course duh some hasty podcast merchandise in the form of different drinkware so that you can get your own coffee mug, water t uh, uh, bottle, a tumbler, that kind of stuff. Check it out. If you're interested in supporting the show, you can do so at magicmanmo.com or at westonhasty.com and click on that shop tab and go to my shop and buy some stuff. It is the holiday season after all. Treat yourself. Anyway, if you don't want to buy some stuff, other ways you can support the show with your money is, of course, going to patreon.com forward slash West and Hasty, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and get access to Weston Wednesdays, where uh, we get a little extra bonus episode that's sort of a companion episode to the main podcast, where I just talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff that's coming up, whatever. A little bonus episode, so if you can't get enough a Hasty podcast, you can get just a little bit more Weston Wednesday on patreon.com forward slash Weston Hasty. If you want to support the show for free, make sure you follow me on all the podcasting platforms that I'm on, uh, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or you can uh, subscribe over on YouTube. Make sure you hit a like on YouTube or leave me a review on your podcasting platform. Just do those free things, and that's another great way to support the show. Now, I don't want to entirely end the show super duper early the podcast episode because it's only been like 35 minutes mm. sip 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 that asmr right there i don't want to entirely end the show too early i've got some news but i don't know a lot about it in terms of like video game news that's come out uh, or not video game news just like entertainment news or whatever and some video game news you guys hear about that new uh godfall game getting uh ridiculed because uh it was uh one of the playstation plus games of the month and you you unlock the uh the the godfall challenger mode or edition of the game 
and there's a lot of talk because it's not the full game of Godfall, and people are understandably, in my opinion, quite upset that uh, for the PlayStation Plus game of the month for I think it came on the I think that's the PS5 game. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they got this Challenger edition of it, which is like basically a different mode of the game where you have late game content and gear, and you play like challenges, right? And there's a few different challenges. It's like a tower of power that you go up and fight things in or whatever but you don't actually unlock the full game like the actual full campaign the full story the actual like game starting from scratch and building your way up the whole full game you don't have that you have the challenger edition instead of the 60 dollar godfall game you get the 15 dollar yeah, I'm going to go there. $15 trial version of the game. Now, the company has come out and said, listen, this is not a trial of the game. It's its own thing. But, like, it's not the whole thing. <laughs> like, it's not the whole game. It's a part of the game, right? It is a fra- it's a segment. It's a, fi- I almost said figment, a fragment of the game. It is just a portion of the game. So, at worst... Uh, PlayStation Plus, which I don't know who to blame, really. I don't really want to blame the studio for this being the case on the PlayStation Plus game of the month. I'm assuming Sony is to blame for choosing to only release the Challenger edition of this game as the PlayStation Plus game of the month. But um, it's been interesting to me to see that the studio has tried to defend its Challenger edition because I hadn't heard about the, about this edition because at worst, it kind of is just a trial version of the game because really, you know the studio wants you to then buy the full edition. If you buy the Challenger edition or you get it for free through PlayStation Plus monthly game, they want you to buy the full thing. So really, like, at worst, yes. Yes, this is a trial version of the game. Or at best, at best, everybody just got a standalone uh, expansion to the main game. Instead of the main game, you got a standalone expansion or DLC or something for the game. But it's standalone, right? That's, that's the only way I can put it. We didn't get a full game out of this Godfall thing. You got part of a game. <laughs> and, and they've been really trying to defend themselves against it being called a trial version. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's not the full game. If there's any intention whatsoever to get people to buy the full game, then this is a trial version. Even though demos and trials are normally something you would get for free anyway, anywhere, on any store... This just happens to be a $15 standalone expansion that is a trial to the full game. My opinion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that, that happened and people are, I think, understandably upset. Now, there could still be significant um, hours to be put into this. It could still be a very fun mode and addition. I honestly don't know a lot about it or care that much about it, other than it is free on Epic right now as well. On the Epic Store, they decided to make a big move and drop it for free on the Epic Store uh, so that more people, I guess, could play it and complain about it. I think Epic was just trying to take a shot at Sony for releasing that game, maybe. Because honestly, I don't want to blame the studio too much for just, I don't know, offering the Challenger mode thing for a reduced price compared to the full game. I don't really want to blame them for that because I don't... I don't really necessarily see it as too malicious, but I do think it's awfully silly of Sony to have chosen a not full game as one of their free quote-unquote games of the month for their PlayStation 5. I think that's a 
pretty garbage move and kind of tells me that like there are not enough games on PS5 for Sony to actually maintain any semblance of quality in their PlayStation Plus uh, lineup. I guess. I guess that's the case. That's all I can think of. They're struggling. Normally, you get a PS5 game and a couple of PS4 games, and instead, we got a couple of PS4 games and, like, half of a PS5 game. It seems like reduced quality, and it's put a sour taste in people's mouths. I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Let me know on Twitter or something. I didn't mention this earlier. If you're still listening, you can always use the hashtag HastyPodcast, hashtag HastyPodcast on Twitter to catch my attention. Uh, it's easier to search for tweets that way. If, uh, if I need to look for tweets, I can do hashtag HastyPodcast and look for them. So you can let me know what you think about either the towel situation we talked about at the beginning of this episode or about this Godfall blunder. Uh, I, I think a blunder on Sony's part more than anything. Let me know what you think. Otherwise, I don't have too much more to say about that other than it's unfortunate and hilariously silly compared to actually the complete glut. The glut? Is that the word? No, the plethora. The complete plethora of games uh, we as gamers have at our disposal, right? Uh, the number of free or cheap games you can get from so many platforms. Like Ep- like I said, the Epic Game Store releases m- like multiple free games every month. Like many. Like, like at le- Every week, it's like at least one free game. They're just giving games away for free. And that's not even talking about sales you can get at like on either you know Epic or on Steam. Or like I use Humble Bundle. And get discounts there. There's lots of places to get cheap games. Um, games, honestly, I, I, this is an argument I get in with people sometimes. People say games are so expensive, but honestly, like, no, games are actually the cheapest and more, most available they have ever been in the history of ever. I know that sounds that sounds like privileged when you consider. Oh, games are like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars or whatever. That's so much money relative to the economy, though. Games used to be $60 10 years ago. There's no inflation. <laughs> There's been no inflation. It sh- they should be $80, $90, $100 now if you just think about sheer terms of inflation. Uh, and honestly, I think a big way uh, most game to, uh, companies have um, avoided doing that is one, there's more gamers out there buying games so they can keep the prices lower because they're selling more games. So there's the volume aspect of it that actually keeps the price lower than it should be. And then, of course, there are also games that sell you a bunch of either DLC or they sell you, like, freaking loot box crap or whatever. I hope I hope loot boxes die, honestly. But uh, relative to how expensive games were in the past, how much money people made in the past, right how much money was in the economy in the past. Actually, games should be more expensive now. Games have never been cheaper than they are now or as widely available. Sure, maybe your biggest AAA blockbusters will try to squeeze every penny out of you, but if you want to play like a middle road, just great, awesome, independent game, there was a game, what was it called? Um, I, I'd have to pull up my Steam wish list. I actually want to buy this, and I, I forget what it's called now. Can I get to my, I think I wish listed this. Let me see, let me see. I'm pulling up Steam, and it's taking a billion years to open my wish list. Oh, what was it called? What was it called? What was it called? Uh, I think I need to scroll. I think... Uh, what was it called? Demon Turf. So this is this cute game, but this just reminds me of, like, um, when I was younger. The types of, it's, it's like a, three, it's a 3D platformer, and I like 3D platformers. And this came out um, a month or two ago? 
November. Yeah, it came out November 4th. I thought about it, about buying it. Actually, the day it came out, I learned about it. I thought about buying it right away and maybe playing on YouTube and maybe taking advantage of it being new. It's called Demon Turf. It's a female protagonist uh, 3D platformer game. It looks super cute. It meshes this... Um, 2D sprite-based uh, character design and artwork with 3D world environments. I think it's really cool. There's a lot of cool details in it. It looks, like, super dope. And it looks exactly like the type of game I would have played back in the day when I was a kid, playing, like, Spyros and Ratchet and & Clanks and Jack and Daxters. You know, that kind of thing, right? You know what we paid for those back in the day, right? 40 50 60 but I don't, I don't think it was ever 60 I think it was, like, $40, $50 back in the day. Like, Jack and Daxter. When, what was Jack and Daxter when it came out initially here we're about to find this out right now because i'm calling out the universe right hang on what god i can't use google i don't know how to use computers um jack and daxter release price not release date release price yeah okay so imagine jack and daxter that came out in uh help me what year did it come out help me hang on I can't find the date. Hang on. Hang on. Stick with me. Stay with me. I want a year. Please. I just want a year of the first game, not the goddamn franchise. I don't want to know when the last game... Okay, the first... 2001. You guys remember Jack and Daxter for the PlayStation 2 cute 3D platformer game? 2001, it came out. All right? 20 years ago! It released at $50. It was a $50 game 20 years ago. This is what I mean by games are so cheap. 20 years ago is $50. New games now are only 60. Games are cheap. Inflation is insane. Uh, eight years ago, you could buy a foot-long Subway sandwich for $5. Now a foot-long chicken bacon ranch is between $10 and $14, depending on your region. It's almost tripled in price in less than 10 years. If games did the same thing, games should cost uh, almost $150, like $120-ish is what video games should cost by inflation alone, <laughs> but they don't. This is what I mean by games are actually insanely cheap compared to how they used to be back in the day. $50 in 2001 was a lot more money than $50 in 2021 is. You can't tell me that that's false. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. $50 game. This uh, Demon Turf game, it's $25! It's like a Jack and Daxter game. It might be. It might not be as long. I don't know how long a game it is, but it's an indie 3D platformer game. It's 25 bucks. Not only is $50 today not as much as it used to be back in the day, they don't even sell it for $50. They sell it for 25 Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking about picking it up. Um, game that I kind of recommend by just looking at it. I haven't played it yet, but I think it looks cool. So maybe I'll do that at some point it's a random completely random tangent that i just went on right there but that's the only kind of gaming news i have um in anime news on uh, netflix uh the live action not really anime the live action version of cowboy bebop has been canceled i haven't watched any of it yet <laughs> i just find it i find it funny that netflix keeps trying to adapt um po really popular anime into live action adaptations and they're never good <laughs> so that happened. Those are like the two pieces of news in the last week that I remember th even seeing or caring about. So I think we're going to wrap up today's podcast on that. 
uh, conversation. I could probably go more about the video games being cheap or whatever thing. I could probably talk more about that. Let me know what you think about that as well on Twitter or something like that. Let me know what you think. Maybe it's a tangent for another day. I know it's a shorter episode uh, this week, but it's been a very busy week. Most of, most of my week has just literally been me working my day job at Subway. We talked about that last week. It's just been working my day job, working my butt off. So I haven't been able to do much. So I don't have a lot to talk about. So it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but thank you all so much for listening or watching anyway. I already told you how you can support the podcast. So I'm not going to beat that dead horse any further. I just want to thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please, until next time, do all the things. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next time, wash your hands. All right, I'm out of here. Bye.